don't go crying on me now, Caesar. I can't make any promises. You know me. <laughs> well, you know I wouldn't believe you even if you did. <laughs> I love her! The girl on fire is so cheeky. <laughs> but Katniss, on a more serious note, I think we're all here a little disappointed, more than a little disappointed, that a certain wedding did not take place. Aren't we, folks? Mm, alas. But am I correct in assuming that this is the gown that you would have worn on that day, yes or no? Yes, President Snow thought everyone would want to see it. Well, President Snow, as usual, was right. <laughs> was he not, folks? I love it! I love it! Don't Wait a minute. Wait a minute, Doc. Are you telling me that it's 825? Precisely. Yeah. I'm late for school. You know, I have one simple request, and that is to have sharks with frickin' laser beams attached to their heads. You are asking me to be rational. That is something I know I cannot do. Well, whatever it is, it's gotta get by us. Right. Go get her, Ray! Well, we are here once again. Um, I am joined today by my two other co-hosts. Please don't introduce yourselves. If you have to introduce yourselves, we have failed as a podcast and we might as well just quit now um but we're here and we are ready we are ready to talk about uh another movie and another franchise well not another franchise same franchise we were dealing with but i'm excited we have a new game today you guys are excited mm. for that yeah mm-hmm. yeah new game it's not like yeah. a super exciting game it's it's kind of similar to one we've played but it's a uh, new uh new rules and stuff um, new rules and stuff yeah yeah, you know what, Cole, Ari, I always ask you, and sometimes I ask Zach, but I usually never say it. Um, today we're talking about Hunger Games Catching Fire. It's the second installment in the Hunger Games franchise. Um, and you know what, this was this was enjoyable. I'm not going to give it high praise because we can't yet. We have to tease a little bit, you know? we got to keep them on mm. the edge of their seats. <laughs> um, They're dying to know what you thought of it, Corey. <laughs> Corey, you didn't let us prompt you to introduce the movie. Like, yeah, this is kind of my podcast, and you guys just kind of join in. So oh, I kind of sorry. prompted myself. Sorry. So I prompted myself, uh, and that's what I did. So you're welcome for that. Um, if you are still wondering what you're listening to, you're listening to Get a Load of This Movie, a franchise movie podcast. I'm Zach. Yo, what's up? Okay, I'm Cole. There. God dang it, guys. What did I. Cole, get into the green light. I don't know the future. I didn't come here to tell you how this is going to end. I came here to tell you how it's going to begin. You know, Corey's upset. And when this film was announced in 2013, Gary Ross was originally signed on to direct. But he also got upset. He got upset because he was forced to do another tight filming schedule along with writing the film. Simon... uh, Simon Bufoy actually signed on to help write the film with him. Bufoy won an Academy Award for the film Slumdog Millionaire. But Ross, uh, you know, he had to co-coordinate the filming schedule with X-Men Days of Future Past, which also starred Jennifer Lawrence. Um, So he, he left because like Corey, he was very upset he spaghetti and he decided to leave. This led I don't like this narrative that we're starting that I'm upset. <laughs> calm down, Corey. Corey, calm down. 
not getting any easier. <laughs> but uh, multiple directors were courted for the film. Bennett Miller, Joe Cornish, Francis Lawrence, Juan Antonio Bayona. Um, class. We make you include these names, man. You do these on your own volition, and you then you don't practice. I choose to. I punish myself. We say, hey, Cole, you can stop at one other director that might have made the film, and then you're like, I'm going to add seven and not be able to pronounce the last four. I don't yep. even know who they are either. All these names just go into my head and they out, go out the other ear because like I don't, I don't, I don't know these guys. Well, you know, Zach, if you told me that, no idea. Bennett Miller directed one of your favorite baseball movies. What Field about about the one who gets on base? Oh, uh, Moneyball. Yep, Bennett Miller directed, he directed Moneyball. It? Yeah, about the one who gets on base. The one who gets <laughs> on base. Quite, not, not quite what I would say it's about, but I see. I, you I got, sure you, I got your meaning. That? Yeah. Anyway, uh, Lawrence was assigned on to be the director of, along with Michael Arndt, who wrote Toy Story 3, the greatest third film in any trilogy probably ever. Um, mm. Okay. Anyway, you're going to you're gonna say Toy Story 3 is better than Return of the King. That's what you're saying. That's the claim you've just made. Yeah. Yeah, no. Okay. I'll die, I'll nice die on that hill. I'll die on it. Filming started in September of 2012, and they had several breaks for award seasons, holidays. Of course, at the time, Jennifer Lawrence really was in her breakout stage she had just starred in silver linings playbook and she won an oscar for that in early 2013 Mm. and they finally finished filming in april 2013 with the film being released in november 22nd of 2013 it grossed 865 million dollars Against a budget said to be around 130 to 140 million, somewhere in between there, you know, marketing costs and all that. Holds a 90% on Rotten Tomatoes, so a little bit of a jump from the first film, and a 3.7 on Letterboxd, so one point higher. Nice. Point one, 1.1 point higher. Sorry. Jesus. Yeah, had a stroke there. Uh, anyway, Corey, put that beer down. You continue talking. I think it's time for the call sheet. Oh, we're done. Okay. Hello. You don't know me, but I know you. I want to play a game. Guys, I have a fun new game. It's kind of similar to a game we've played, but we're going to try this out. I don't know how well this is going to work. I think it's going to work pretty well, though. So what we're going to do, it's called the game is called 1 to 100. Okay? So I have three different things that you guys are going to pick. So this is kind of like uh, six qu- or like the 20 questions that we have, but like the six questions where you have to ask six questions to try to figure out what it is. This one is I have an item, I have a person, and I have a scene. And so since Cole won last time, Zach... Cole won last time. Yeah, Cole won last time. Zach, you get a pick. It doesn't whether happen you want. much. So. I was just making sure. I have, I have, I keep track now. Um, you get to pick what I. Do you want the person, item, or scene? And then you get to pick what Cole is going to get, and have to guess. 
Okay. So there will be there will be but, one that is left unchosen, is what you're saying. And there's gonna be one left unchosen. Um, I just kind of liked all the ones I came up with, and so I was like, you know what? Any of these would be fun. But so here's how it's gonna work. If you pick item, you can only name items in the movie, and I am going to give you uh, a number one to a hundred on how close you are to it. Okay. So if you if the item hmm. is grass or something like grass in the arena, and you say a tree, I might say like seventy six or eighty seven or something like that. Okay. Like you're really no. close. So hundred okay. being extremely okay. close. A hundred is you got the right answer. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so we're gonna go back and forth with uh, guesses, and whoever gets it first wins. Straight up. Um, what? No. Like okay. Just kidding. Because Zach, since you're gonna pick. What items? Who gets what? Uh, Cole's gonna go first. Um, so if he gets it and then you get it, then we have a tie, and I have a tiebreaker. All right. Well, but whoever gets it first wins. Necessary. I I get to pick what I get and what Cole gets. Yes, and then that Cole gets the first unfair. guess. That seems unfair. Well, I am the czar of the games. That seems. Uh, I bet okay. Zach texted you all butthurt uh, that he lost last week too. I think all I think all of these are pretty hard but also fun so i don't think you would have an advantage with any give of me them. give me scene and give cole okay. item okay fucker so i don't know these real. these guys names they're all made up weird names so i'm not, I'm not doing well, just a bunch of describe just a bunch oh, of really it's the item yeah okay you, yeah you can also describe it i kind of have it like a, a short description in there as well so i remember who they are um, so if you like, say, right, you know, give me person okay. then. Give me person. You want person? Yeah, Can give I me person. Then give Cole. Uh, no, 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 no. Cole still gets. Uh, um, Cole still gets you item. man. <laughs> okay, you guys want to know what the scene was that I picked? This might give a little yeah. hint over what I'm gonna be saying. The scene was Mags walking into the fog. Oh Ooh. man, <laughs> that would have been she- kind of difficult. <laughs> I respect uh, that they did it. We didn't hear her screaming in agony just because she's already mute. That's got to be the only reason they made her like mute so we don't have to <laughs> like hear her just like shriek, cry out in pain because <laughs> that was not going to be a quick death either, it seemed like. <laughs> no, but it was a quick death, actually. Okay, Cole, you get to go first. You are guessing an item. So do you understand the rules? Do you have any questions before we start? Yes, I, be- I believe I do. Um Okay, guess an I'm, item. I will I'm give you an gonna, answer, 1 to 100. I'm going to go the Mockingjay pen. I'm going to say 22. Okay. Mm. <laughs> Fuck. He's just like 99. You're, you're almost there. Right. <laughs> give me the Finnick, Finnick O'Dare. <laughs> Ooh, I'm going to go like 10. Damn, that was worse than mine. Um, right. I'm gonna go the the wire uh, that Beatty uses. Wire, the wire. Uh, I'll I'll do like a thirty-two. You're a okay. bit closer. It's better. A bit closer, but still okay. got some distance to gain. Let's say uh, Prim- Primrose Everdeen. Ooh, I, I'm gonna go a forty. You're getting a little closer. That's beating me. You're. Uh, Phoenix, well, Phoenix Trident. You guys can go backwards. There is a way to go backwards. Phoenix Trident. Uh, still about 32. Damn. Still about 32. I hate this game. Hmm. All right, well, I guess I'll go 
President Snow's granddaughter. That's a good one, but we're going to go with the 10. Uh, let's go Joanna's axe still about 32 man fuck wow I'm really I'm really sitting in that you're not you're not really getting much closer you have to like try to when you when you play a game like this you gotta try to put yourself in in a Corey's mind state and try to see how big of an (laughs) asshole you can be in terms of like picking whatever individual hey can I say if I was if I was trying to be just a just a little gremlin here picking picking these things what would I pick and that's that's the mindset you have to take here with things like this um it's not a bad mindset to be in I'm gonna be honest there's you guys it's not a bad mindset just an absolute ghoul. Okay, Zach, your turn. Yeah, let's see here. You guessed President Snow's daughter as a ten. Yeah, I know, but I was closer. I was closer with Prim. Yes. To, to a forty. Let's let's go. The 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 guy who does the whistle in District Eleven and then gets shot. Oh, with the symbol. You know what? 45. A little closer. That's not... That, that's 45. Not 45, there you go. You're saying that like it's so positive, but I'm... It's, I'm not, you're moving in a positive direction. I'm gonna go... <laughs> I'm gonna go the whip used on Gale during the torture scene. You know what? You're not gonna like this when you find out what it is, but I'm gonna say 40. You're a little bit closer. Ooh, okay. You're not gonna like this. closer. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. All right, let's see. <laughs> okay, okay, let's uh, let's keep going. Yeah. Okay. Um, the closer Cole, Cole, I don't 45. think you're gonna get yours. I'm gonna be honest. So my I the closest either. one I've had so I far hate is Zach is, so much. <laughs> the closest is the, is the one old, that I have is the old is, man. This old man at 45 with no line. Yeah. That's but that's really close. <laughs> it's getting close. Not really close. Oh, it's getting man. really close though. I just, just, I just gotta find a way to feel this out. Let's go, with Philip Seymour Hoffman's character, the guy who, the the gamekeeper. Mm, Forgot his I'm name. Go back down to like a twenty, man. Jesus me. This this game sucks, but I love it at the same time. It's hard. You know? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think Zach, you're Zach, you're gonna get the, you're gonna get it. I think you picked a good one. I think you're gonna get it. Corey, this is some bullshit. Uh, I just want. Well, you you got a hard one. You got a hard hand. Yeah, fuck Zach. Um, let's go. Uh... Remember who the real enemy is, Cole. Yeah, fuck you, Zach. <laughs> fuck you. Uh, was that a hint? No, it was not. It was just a reference to the movie we watched. Well, let's go, Katniss's bow and arrow. You know what? Uh, like a seventy-five. Yes. Shit. You're getting really close. That was a good Shit. one. Yes, yes, yes. I don't even know where to fucking go with mine. All right, let's. <laughs> you just have let's... to get close, and then I think it gets yeah. easier. And neither one of you guys have gotten necessarily close until. What about right her? Not Cinna, but that that other the stylist guy, the one that's like a, talking to Peter, like you gotta try these macaroons and have this throw up drink. No, like five maybe. In front God of the damn! All right. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah. Cole, Cole's googling Peter. items, props used in catching fire. <laughs> no, uh... Don't do that. Peter, like, talks about how they're all starving in 12. 
gets on his soapbox for a minute in that scene. Uh, let's see. Let's go Katniss's house. Hmm, like maybe a 50, man. You're moving further away. Oh, I have an. Oh, I have an idea. Uh, oh, 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 oh. Okay, let's see what this does. Uh, let's go with mean, mean old peacekeeper who's whipping up Gale's back. Dude, like an eighty. Ooh, you're uh, close. You're very close. You're getting near. Let's go, uh, President Snow's white rose. Dude, back down to like a. Maybe like 20, <laughs> 25 maybe let's go 23 you got a 23 all right so the closest i've gotten my two closest is a 45 for for whistler and district 11 and then an 80 for mean old peacekeeper who's mm-hmm. whipping up yeah. okay yeah I don't like right, how much you're so, gonna get it for our audience. Zach really, Zach really smiles when he says "whipping up Gail's back." <laughs> he uh, he uh, he gets a big old smile on his face. Zach, it is your turn. For audience members, I don't know. Why, I'd like to apologize for whatever accent Cole threw in for the last two words of that sentence. I don't know what happened there. I'm sure that was very scary for all of you out there, but I assure you, he's fine. <laughs> All right. It was scary for myself. <laughs> yeah. All right. Let's see here. Um, God damn. <laughs> I'm running out of people in this. Are there that many people in this movie? <laughs> Zach, there, there's probably not a hundred different people, but I'm, I'm, I'm spacing it out. I mean, if I was that close to the dance, I'm just going to say Gail. Uh, you know what? I'll give you still maybe like a, a 75. You're still right there, but not as close. I'm gonna go Peter's locket. His locket? Yeah, his locket. <sighs> Maybe like a 40. Going back up, trending in the right direction. See, but you, you gave me a low one for Prim, right? Prim was low when I said Prim earlier. Zach, say yes. your full name or the audience won't know who you're talking Prim about. Primrose Everdeen. <laughs> Come here, darling. All right, yeah. <laughs> Right. I, I, I know this one isn't going to be as fun for the people at home, but uh, it's pretty fun for us. I'm not going to lie. I think it will play well. I think it will play peacekeeper. well. Peacekeeper. Mean old peacekeeper. Mean old peacekeeper. It's not him. Let's see here. I want to give a hint so bad. Can you? Can go we ahead. each get one, one light hint? Yes, you can each get one hint. All right, go ahead. No, Zach, you get a guess, and then since Cole was the first one to guess, then I'll give the hint on his guess, right before All his right. guess, and uh, I'll give you guys both oh, a hint. Zach was the first right, right, one right, right. to guess. Right. I'm trying to think of anyone else in District 12. <laughs> um, all right, I I am going to go Kita's mom. I guess like a... F- I don't even think she's I in this movie. Know, man. Like she <laughs> is. Dude, Peter doesn't Wait, is have anyone parents. else in this goddamn... District. <laughs> All right, keep okay. going. Cole, your hint. I'm gonna give a, a, a specified, like not a specified, but a, a general time that we see this item. We see this item while they're at the Capitol. And then Zach, we meet this person only for one scene. I figured. <laughs> and I, yeah. it was in. 
District 12. Yeah, well, yeah, you see, those are things that I've already been operating under, and I still can't think of them. Uh, <laughs> so this is okay, in the wait, Zach, here's 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 last one Katniss is the only person to interact and it is a scene with just them two okay Cole you go uh, I'm I'm just gonna do shot in the dark uh, the mannequin of Seneca crane oh my gosh Cole a hundred no fucking way yes <laughs> that was great <laughs> 100 Zach final guess this is your final guess if you don't get it Cole is going for two is going two for two in the past two games that's great Cole I don't remember who the hell she talks to um movie starts and she's getting surprised by Gail <laughs> um yeah you smile when you say that alright I think that's run its course but I don't guess Zach Alright, uh, does she buy food from this, that person? I don't know. Go ahead. That, that I have no idea. The person that she buys food from is incorrect. Yours was the lady who was hit in the eye and Katniss helped while Gail was getting lashes. I'll Her tell name. you what right now. You could have, <laughs> we could have sat here for a thousand years on this, on this, <laughs> on this call, recording this episode. And the chances of me getting that were <laughs> very, very low. <laughs> very uh, low. Would you have rather had Probably Mags never. walks into the fog? Actually, I yes. I think I would have gotten that about 10 minutes ago. <laughs> yeah, Corey. Okay. Well, Cole, congratulations. You won. Uh, that's two for two in Hunger Games trivia. I like that version of the game, though. Action. Even the opening scene, there's always some random girl who gets a call that undoubtedly ends up getting her killed. It's also predictable. There's no element of surprise. You can see everything coming. <laughs> Did that surprise you? <laughs> now shut the fuck up and watch the movie. So, I like this movie. Ooh. I like this oh. movie. Oh my god. Oh. Hot take. Oh, uh, takes are takes are starting early in action. Takes the takes are, are already being thrown out there. I think it's great how we are given. It almost feels like a direct aftermath. Like no no time has passed since. Yeah, it feels like a sequel almost. No, I mean like <laughs> so. You know how like sequels skip time. Like you go from Iron Man to yeah, Iron Man yeah, yeah, to yeah, Tony's yeah. been Iron Man for a while. Katniss has probably been a victor for like six days. They're just getting ready to start her victory tour, and she's still rattled with PTSD. She kills Jack Quaid in the forest again, man. PTSD was that, was that, lasts for a while, about, though. Was that current Jack Quaid, or was that like that was did they digitally insert him from the original movie? I'm not. Or did they sure. get him to come back to film that scene? If there's only uh, a way, it we probably wouldn't have been that hard out. to get him to do it. it. It probably wouldn't have been that hard to get him to do it because he's not like he was famous at this point. No, I know, but like sometimes it's just he hard would jump to do at the stuff. chance to to get be a hallucination and get shot again with an arrow. Okay. You don't know Jack Quaid. If you say so. All right. Uh, if that's it, guys, I guess we can move on to award season. <laughs> yeah, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Game took right, forever. I guess I'll, uh, I'll grab the episode by the horns and, and, and wrangle us into a topic here. I really like that my big problem with the last movie was like the, the ambiguity 
of Katniss and Peta's relationship, and it is addressed right fucking away in this movie. Yeah. And it is the, it is the talk of the town in terms of the characters we're dealing with, not not literally speaking, uh, but it is. Well, I guess it is actually. Yeah, it is the talk of the town. Mm -hmm. I just mean that it is being addressed. Her triangle here with Peta and Gale, um, they are. Which is good. I enjoyed this stuff. This is why I remember, because I don't remember much of this movie at all. But I remember thinking, movies and book-wise, that Catching Fire was my favorite. And this was really good. I really enjoyed this. And I think... Oh my god. Once it, oh my god. Yeah, I know. Just like the last <laughs> movie, though, I do think that the first half of this movie is more interesting to me than the second half. I think the, the positive, though, is that I, even though the first half is better to me than the second half, I do think the second half of this movie is better than the second half of... The first one, so that that's really? kind of where I that's kind of where I landed on it. So yes. in in terms of halves, Zach likes the first half most in both films, but the second yes. half of this one more than the first half of the last one. Okay, I just wanted to clarify. Let's not confuse that anyone. Week. I just really okay. like the aftermath and the having to do the pol the, the pre scene with President Snow between him and her when he shows up at her house. It's really well. I think that's a good scene. I think getting more of President Snow in general is a positive for this movie. I think mm -hmm. that's that's you know making your antagonist more front and center and getting to know him more. Donald just, you know, Sutherland that'll, that'll benefit is you. Uh, he's kind of terrifying in this role. He's got, he's, like he's he's, he's got, got that, that intimidation. He's got that cold like calm mystique to him. Like you never know what's going through his head, and he's he's playing chess while like you're you know setting up trying to get to the board connect four at this point but like there's that scene connect where four, catching collateral there's the scene where he's like <laughs> <laughs> where he's sitting with katniss and she's like oh yeah we're safe in the woods nobody can like see us and then it's a video of her and yale you know yeah that was that was but that was not them nice in the woods. that was them on the like on the street Either way, they thought they were safe. Yeah, yeah they're in a they're in an street. alley. To be fair, it's kind of a mix of both of what you're saying. They're kind of in they're kind of in between spots, you know. But yeah, he's got the footage mm. of it, and he must have saw that and been like, "Ooh, I got her now." So yeah, he's um, <laughs> yeah, he's I like I like his the, the whole the whole setup here that she tells Gail, "You know how I feel about you." So it's almost implied that like they knew they were going to end up together or something, and then the games kind of threw all that off. And then, you know, the way things play out, clearly that, you know, that was not destined to be. But and it's... Gail turns into a little sad boy who's like, you went off and fought people and killed people and, and kissed he a guy. He is getting cucked on on front of the entire, all the districts in the capital. Cuck he's boy just, hours. You know, he's literally got a... <laughs> They've started. He's living in District 12. He's living in shitty District 12 while Katniss is, you know, going on a fancy train and... He's working Talking in about the how mines. in love she is. Oh, yeah, okay, sure. But her family but is constantly being threatened. I'm not with, saying with I would murder. want to be Katniss either. I'm just saying it really sucks to be Gail. Like, there is no positive outlook for Gail at all in this situation. You know, at least Katniss, you know, at least she's got food on the table. You know, <laughs> if, if you're going to count positives here. But, That's yeah, true. so it, it's, it sucks. It does suck to be Gail. And the triangle is interesting. You know, I was always team Gail a little bit. But, you know, the, the PETA, PETA it, it, I, I have no reason to not like PETA. I know I kind of said I didn't feel much about him in the last movie. But, you know, throughout the events of this movie, you get to know him a bit more. You just spend more time with him. You get, 
I, I, I like him. He's an, he's an, he seems like a nice guy. But so Kat, Katniss just kind of seems to like them both. <laughs> you know, she just wants to have her cake and eat it too. And through this movie, she does get to have her cake and eat it too. I don't necessarily think she likes them both. I, I, he, I like the line where she's like, um, with everything going on, I can't even think about that at all. She kisses like, both we- of them like three times each in this movie. She's thinking about it a lot. No, I don't think so. I Dude, never got she, the fact. That, I think she kisses Gail twice, right? And then she kisses Peta multiple times, but I think a couple I times like, her, actually like, saying, kisses, like, kisses him. Fans, um, you can call in and let us know how many times Katniss kisses, kisses each one of these men. But I never took that as like, oh, we'll be I'm just waiting. so in love. Like I need to, I need to kiss this person. I never took it as that. I took it as she's like, I need to prove where I'm at. And like, even if I can't express it right now, because like, there's so much going on, like I need to prove to this person, that's where I'm at. And then with, um, what's his name? PETA. I think it's also, it was partly an act that kind of just turned a little bit like desperation. Like this is the only person I feel like I can actually truly trust right now. Oh. And so that's kind of where it was coming from there. I don't, I don't but know. It's I, real by the end. That. I think it's real by the end when she says, I need, he, he goes, if you died, I would have no one like no one. And he goes, no one needs me though. And she goes, I need you. And then that. That's that felt like a genuine. I, I interpreted that as her the genuinely meaning that, and then going and in they for the kiss. kiss in the sunset, and it's beautiful. I think she can genuinely mean that, and not, and also not be like in romantically in love with him. I think both can be true because I think she does need him because if she doesn't have her star-crossed lover and the story isn't there anymore, then there's no real reason to have her be the focus. And her, her family could be in danger after a while because the capital loses that storyline because no one really wants to, I don't know, like it, it loses some of the credibility. And I, so, so I think she does actually need him and I think she does actually care for him. I just don't think it's, I don't think she feels romantically about him. And I, 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 I think Bakita? she does. Be, yeah. And like the thing with these victors is. I just never got that. I don't know. Hamish says this. You're never getting off this train. Like she, she can't really. We we don't get to know, like as an audience, what's really going through her head because she does have a lot going on. As Heyman even says to her, "You're never getting off this train. You think you think this ends? It it doesn't. You are on camera all the time. Your life is under a microscope." Yeah, that's kind of the it's kind of what I I told you guys when we started this podcast. Like, if once we start this, that this is it. Like, we are gonna everyone <laughs> is gonna be looking at every one of our moves. We're gonna be under the spotlight. I felt it, man. I I feel it now. Feel it's it every pressure, day. Man. Zach, I had a comment I wanted to make, and it was based on something that you said earlier, and I and I meant to <gasps> say it right Uh-oh. then. And I didn't there, mean but... it. I didn't mean it. No, it was, was like, it was that. <laughs> you like to say what? Which half of this movie did you like better than the first half or than the? What, the middle half. <laughs> so Zach, no, you like, liked the you liked the first half no, of this the first movie. Half, the first half. I like the. I said I like the just like the last movie. I like the first half more than the second half. But I think why I like this movie more than the last one it's is I like, like the second half of this movie more than the second half of last movie. I think I like the second half of the last movie better than this one, 
Because I feel like we learn more about the characters in the first half or the second half of the first Hunger Games movie. Like when it's Katniss by herself, I feel like we learn more about her then than we learn about any of the characters in the second half. Uh, of this movie, see, obviously. I just felt so apart from Katniss. I felt a lot of the conversations had in this movie about what Katniss did to stay alive should have had, should there should have been at least one scene of that at the end of the last movie that we didn't get, and that's why we well, got think, most of those in the first half of this movie. That's what I'm saying. That's why I really like the first half. I know, of this and movie. I like that, but I, I, I'm just saying I, I like, like the the second half of the last of the first movie. The first Hunger Games, when it's Katniss and Peter. I get what you're saying. I get it. I'm just saying that the games, I think it's because, like I said last time, is that the games weren't that exciting so to me in the first one. Whereas I think is, the quarter quell uh, stuff is more interesting here. So you, I think the so quarter, like the quarter quell, Yeah, I but, think the natural but disaster theme don't actually are, like the Hunger Games, is what I'm hearing. No. So, Zach, did you get, I, I, I thought of a question that I wanted to ask you while I was watching yes. this. Did you understand the alliances a bit more in this one? Like where they would come from or no? Well, still on the same I did, but only because I remembered the twist at the end of it. So I understood the logic this time. Remember because, who the real enemy Because is. I know it quite literally is a literal alliance of like, oh, okay, we'll stay alive for a bit and then we'll kill each other later. Everyone but Katniss and Peeta thinks or knows that they are not planning on killing each other at any point. That, that this is like going to be like they're going to find a way out of this. Um, Except for the the big name. Well, I mean, ones. yeah, not the not, career not pack. Every, yeah, right. Not everybody, but the part, the people part of the actual alliance here know that there is, you know, there's an end game here that they they haven't they haven't out, uh, and they just couldn't tell Katniss because she was under surveillance from Snow. That all makes sense to me, and that's why I think I was just more okay with it this time. And we get to see Katniss's apprehensions about it and all that. So yeah, we address it more in this movie, and I was fine with it in this movie. It was just the behavior of some of that alliance in the previous movie that just seemed so off to me. It was just hard for me to buy into. Well, I think I even understood it more for, like, the careers in this movie. Because we see when, like, they're going on the talk shows and everything. Like, it's not like they're separating themselves very much. They're they're saying, like, no, we've gone through this. We feel we're, like, the exact same people everyone on the stage is now. It doesn't matter what, what district we're from. We're all the exact same. And so even, like, District 1 and 2, they were both, like holding hands on Caesar's show and everything. And so I feel like they were doing something similar where it's like we're packing yeah. together because one, I, I feel like after a little bit, once you see that um, the arena is fighting against you, you're like, okay, well there's no reason to fight against each other. Like we don't really want to, like we just have to fight to stay alive and let's just mm. help each other stay alive. I like and so I feel fog. like I understood it a bit more. I like okay, the fog like the stuff. Fog. Yeah, yeah. The fog I wrote down in my notes is a very mean fog. It's a very, very mean fog. Very mean uh, fog. Just, yeah, it looked very painful. Yeah, you know, the, the first time the I watched f- it, I remember Mags walking into the fog and then them being fine like a second later, like thinking in my head, like she could have honestly probably made it if she would have just walked. But then watching it this time, they were very far away. Well, they, no. Yeah, I was just, can you imagine just like, I'll hold it off, you guys go. <laughs> that <laughs> scene off. really hurts because you see Finnick carrying her and like he falls to his like knees and like he's like waving at her and he's like, Mags, Mags, please get on. Like the way he's like motioning to her and he's like, I, I, I can carry you. Just, I need you to, I need you to hold on. Like, and it's so painful because. And then they French kiss. Yeah. Uh, that was wild. Uh, but anyway, uh, she, like, she just, she just left. But like, 
Seeing the way Finnick react, Sam Caflin, he plays that so well. And like the that that scene, it just, it really hurts. I mean, it hurts more in hindsight, even more so because you know it's not just like, oh, I didn't want you to, you know, it sucks to have to watch you die. But you know, if you're in the Hunger Games, you know, eventually she's gonna have to die. But like, it's different in this one because you've, like, we were just saying, like, you find out, like, you know, there was a scenario here where she just lived, like, because they were all gonna escape. Um, so yeah, he's feeling the weight of, you know, because she actually was didn't have to die, even in the context of the games. Um, yeah, Finnick is great. I love uh, Sam Claflin in this movie. Uh, he's, he's a great character. A- I would say he good subversion. He, He's a good subversion. He also has like the roughest go of it out of like most of the characters. Like the person who who basically raised him dies, and he's tortured with the screams of his like PTSD riddled girlfriend throughout these games. Like that the scene where PTSD. Yeah, she was one of the, she was a victor that Mags volunteered for. Oh, how kind. She had like a she really rough she had like game. Sort of, she yeah. had like some sort of issues going on or something. Yeah, I think that's Katniss. Her well, like the way her <laughs> oh. and Joe the way her and Joanna describe it is they don't even talk about the games because it was that bad. They like just look at each Oh, get over it. What? So what? You had to kill 23 other people. <laughs> no, but... Get over it. I mean, just that way he, like, he goes to the beach after, like, hearing her scream through the Jabber Jays and, like, sits in the water so defeated. Mm. I like the way that the the that whole area looks when they bring the, the, the camouflage person that sacrificed uh, herself for PETA. They bring bring her out to the water, and he's like, "Look, look, look at all the colors in the sky." Even though it's a fake sky, it's not real. They're in a dome, um, and it's oh, it looks really pretty though. No, no, I'm not an asshole. I'm just pointing out that it's just like, look at this artificial light. I don't know. It's very. It, it, it was cute though. What I'm saying is, it looked really good. It looked really good. The baboon scene. I liked the fog. Like I said, wasn't crazy about the baboon scene. That that was you know didn't look great. Is what it is. I like a bit much. It was a bit too much to me. You know they use real. Uh, they were they were killing real baboons during that scene, Cole. I did not know that. Where'd you uh, Where'd you read that? Uh, I just I was just looking at it. I was just like that. That looks like they're killing real baboons. So that's... <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I'm here for it. <laughs> that was the target audience for that joke. <laughs> okay, uh, stupid. Do you guys wish? So uh, we we saw like three three of the. It was like every hour, it was a different threat, right? And we yeah, saw, sure. we only saw like five of them. If you say so. The wave, the bad. We don't have time for everything. The, the fog, lightning, the fog, the, the lightning. Blood. Oh yeah, the blood rain, and then the baboon. So six. I mean, yeah, we don't need it. We don't need a. I mean, I mean, that would be how ridiculous. Many more you want to see, man. I just, like they, they end up in each section. It's just like, oh, man, we can't go back to that last section. Something bad happened there. And then it was just like they go to the next <laughs> one. Then something bad happens again. It's like, all right, but now we're going to be safe over here. And another bad I thing just, happens. Okay, I they kinda, go to the next one. And they just keep I, doing all I wish, I wish I knew what the other six were. I thought we heard about one more. Yeah. Well, I'll tell you what. When I, I was talking about it, it's just this – in terms of the way this movie's directed, like uh, we, we talked about how – you know, kind of shaky, and and you know, Cole Cole used the word raw about nine times last episode. How raw that le- the violence was in the last movie, and then in this movie, you oh, know, you like I said, it was, 
well, no, I was, but I was, while I was editing, I was like, God damn. Uh, but so I was editing. Or this one's very sleek. One, yeah. I was going to say, it's a little bit more slick, you know, kind of what I was talking sleek. about. That, you know, that that's slick, sleek. Are you, what do you, what do you, what's your point here? Just Where's until it, it gets where, into where the games get though. Well, I, well, here's what I was going to say is like there, a lot of those moments that would have no music in the last movie had music in this one. Like I think the district 11 scene would have been better with no music. I think that would if you would have felt had to live in that reality more, especially once the the peacekeepers grab that guy and shoot him in cold blood in front of everybody. If yeah. that happened with no music, I think you feel it even more with how like brutal that was because that was brutal. Mm -hmm. And Katniss and Peta's reaction there is really good. That so that stuff's all good. It's a really good scene. I just think again, I think I think a, a marriage of the style of the first movie with the content of this movie would have been made it even better. Uh, a little bit in my in my opinion it's not it's not too much of it it's not like a negative i'm just no, noting the difference there i do like that we get more uh hamish and and effie in this movie i think one of my favorite scenes in the movie is where effie when they're about to go into the games again and effie actually breaks down and a little bit and starts crying about how they they don't deserve this uh that because that's like the first time her uh whole oh everything is fine and this is all cool kind of the slips facade away breaks with her. yeah yeah, it's her first time kind of being like, this sucks, this sucks, you know, like, <laughs> that's, I like that scene a lot, so, like, that, that's, that's, that's a positive as well, Philip Seymour Hoffman, every scene with him, I'm just like, yeah, I love that he's in this, uh, he's always so good, so, yeah, there's just a lot of, a lot of positives in this movie, I really, I have very few negatives to say in this movie, I'm not, I'm not gonna say, like, it's amazing, but I was really enjoying it, uh, the training sequence was, you know, kind of doing some similar stuff there, uh, Corey, you know what I thought of during Katniss's training thing? Which what did you think of? It's that it's that PS4 motion game that you play it super hot. I think it was what it was called. Oh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. When she's like when she's that like is. fighting the the block simulation. Yeah, it was definitely much better than she was at that game. Oh. <laughs> yeah, she can. Well, you got to freeze time. <laughs> There's a little no. bit of a difference there. I could just right. slow time down. God, what a concept. Uh, that was a great game. <laughs> that game's awesome. They haven't released any new levels ever since they made it. I'm going to pick that back up and there you <laughs> play go. it again. Yeah. Uh, play it in yeah. California. Yeah. What does that have to... What is, yeah, Zach. Stupid. What does that have to do with stupid. anything? Stupid. <laughs> we hate you. Uh, I had a question for you guys. Do yes. you think that this one stood on its own better than the first one did? Because we kind of had a whole conversation about how... I'm more okay with it. Well, that, that's kind of where I was, too. Like, I feel like this one kind of ended with the same. There were questions unanswered. It kind of ended a little bit on a cliffhanger where you wanted, like, where it felt like it needed another one. But it also felt, I, I felt more uh, satisfied by the end. And I yeah. think that's mainly because it, 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 it's, it answered a lot of the questions I had about the first one immediately. And I think that helped. And then it felt like it was a complete story because, like, the games ended and, like, I don't know. I, st I felt like it was a bit more of a complete story than the first one did. I would say the first and the second act did for me, but like halfway through the third act, it felt like, well, you at know, what point? at what point though, specifically when Joanna like cuts out Katniss's tracker and like runs away and then <laughs> You have Katniss being lifted up into the air. It just felt like a little setting up the sequel, you know? At, well, yeah. That, but, but when I saw that, but, I was just like, she did it. Like, she 
she beat the Hunger Games. Because, like, in the first one, she's fighting everyone else. But in this one, they're fighting the games. And, like, she beat the game. She beat, yeah, like, cool. she went beyond the system, which I thought was a, a pretty satisfying ending to that one. And then they still wrapped it up and, like, explained the Joanna thing and said, like, there there is stuff that we still have to do. So come back next year, you know? Yeah. But it we wasn't, know- like... I think the difference is we know we we know where we are. We're on firm ground with where we are in the story, and part of why I felt dissatisfied at the end of the first one is like I'm confused a bit of like just how I'm supposed to feel about where certain characters are at the end of the first movie. Whereas with this movie, all the pieces are you, we know where everything is. everything is accounted for. This one was this chapter has been wrapped up, and we know where we're going for the next chapter. But I didn't feel like there were threads that were left too open here. There's a difference between a cliffhanger and setting up a sequel, I think. Whereas this is not really a cliffhanger. This is just, you know, this is the end of this part of the story. And I am I don't feel like I was like strung along and that I'm like, "Oh, well now I oh shit, I'm I'm dissatisfied." I just like, "Okay, this it clearly we are building towards something that you needed you needed a whole movie to tell this part of the story." Like I I don't feel like I was, you know, they're they're just stretching out a story because obviously these are based off books so like it, it, we know it's a complete mm-hmm. story i'm just saying i'm not explaining it well but i'm very yeah, satisfied at the end of this movie and i think it's a cool it's a cool like not to spoil the end of dead reckoning part one either but like in terms Whoa. of movies that set up a sequel that movie even though i liked that movie that movie didn't like get me excited for the next movie even though it is so clearly not finishing off a story it is so clearly setting up a next movie while also not making me it didn't end it very well. Whereas this movie ends with her Katniss being told there is no district 12 and we have to watch her reaction to it. And then it's just her, her face going from like, like sadness, terror to just like anger, motivated anger. And then it's the end of the movie. And it's like, that was cool. You know, what reminded me of is the no words ending of house of dragon season one, no spoilers there, but that's what it reminded me of. That's, I thought it was very comparable to a certain character at the end, like literally the last shot of House of Dragons season one, which yeah, I also, I also thought was very if satisfying. you want to know what Zach's talking about, watch House of the Dragon. It's very solid, and it's on HBO Max. Season two comes out next year. There you go. I, I, I think it was a satisfying ending. I, I think it was. That's why I think this one stands on its own a bit better. And, like, the first one, you kind of, like... Even though you do need another one after this, because you, there is more story to tell, there are loose threads that are not wrapped up. I, I think I agree with you that we know everything, or we know where everything is, roughly, that it's okay if, like... Not that it'd be okay if this was the last one, but I feel fine yeah. just watching this one. And, like, I'm excited to watch the next one, but I don't, like need to watch the second one or the next one right away to like kind of satisfy my urges that are not that was weird you gotta satisfy, satisfy like, those urges right <laughs> uh, yeah. satisfy like the the storytelling like i needed when watching the first one if you, yep. you guys know what i mean yeah yep. yeah definitely um we all need to satisfy things i don't know i i would say this this also benefits there are a lot more memorable characters in this movie like you guys said we get a lot more president snow i think plutarch evansby played by philip seymour hoffman is just he he's the man philip seymour hoffman's the man and we we get two sides of him we get the (laughs) confident game maker that he's like portraying and then 
in the last scene where it's like him, Finnick, and Hamish, this dude looks beaten down by life. You like see this look on his face. He looks exhausted. He looks tired. And Philip Seymour Hoffman plays that so well. Like I said, Jenna Malone's great. Sam Claflin's great. Jeffrey Wright, also in this movie. Phenomenal. Love Jeffrey Wright. You like Malone? What? You said you, Jenna you Malone. You like yeah. Malone? You like Malone? Yes. You like Malone dick? <laughs> ah, fuck. I, I fell for it. Damn it. Anyway, yeah, but I think, you know, was, this- Was that in the movie? I, I think this movie- Wait, you're saying yeah, you want to know who Malone? Movie. Wait, Corey, you want to know, know about Malone? <laughs> Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Shut Corey, up, Zach. Corey, 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 he's got to buy it. Corey, Corey you like Malone? <laughs> Wait, yeah, what? <laughs> I think she was over at the Wendy's. Do you like Wendy's? <laughs> you like Malone at Wendy's? <laughs> All right. <laughs> I really like Caesar Flickerman. Um, what no, other nice things can I say? Oh, wait, I mean, you got something cool? Keep going. Like I said, this movie really just benefits from a very like well cast like group of actors, and you know we get so many more memorable characters than we got in the last one. We were with half of those tributes for like. A minute. The ones I remember were Cato, Rue, Katniss, and Peta, and Thresh. Wow, Just, I think it be- it benefits from like the time we spend with these actors, with these characters. You know, with I have I have a question for you guys. This is like yep. theoretic. This is more of like the overall arching story. Would you guys have preferred if none of the tributes fought each other once they were actually in the games, or do you like that nah, they it was still that. a little bit of the games? I think it's like good. It was still that, a little bit of the original games. I think it's I good that it. uh, Katniss did have to like believe that these people were trying to kill her. You know, I, I think mean, that people were so trying to kill did, her. Did Pete? Did Peter know? Nah, Peter so, about no. the. About people plan. were trying to kill her. I mean, I think it's just better to keep it like that because you, you, you know, you can't just make it all the elements coming to get you. You know, you have to have a human threat there too. I mean, that's what sets up the entire ending. Is they're only doing this whole conductor arrow thing to try to kill the people from like the other, like the the careers. They're not setting that up for her to blow up the the arena. That's a that's an audible. She calls a late audible there that ends up being very no, very. Audible. Our word of the day. No, the it plan was, was to electrocute them in the water. She was going to get the, the careers dude, into the did water. Did you see what he made? Did you see what BD made? BD, no. So they thought Katniss was under the impression they were going to do it in the water. BD was yes. trying to break the fence, Zach. That's why yeah. he's oh, well, all yeah. electrocuted at the end of the movie. That's that's Okay, that's what I'm saying. That's a 30-second thing at the end, though, is what I'm saying. But the entire thing, the whole plan where they split up, all that is all set up to kill other careers. That's but they're how, not at actually they say trying to, to kill anyone. Well, Katniss is trying to kill. I mean, they're, yeah, I mean, they, that's why Katniss they send Katniss away, though. Well, yeah, so. all of them ki- all of them kill someone, I think, in the movie. But their pl- when like the electrocuting plan was never an actual plan. Like they cut the wire early. Okay, I mean, yeah, I'm just saying. Like, I'm, it's not. I, my point was like, you needed the human threat uh, part of it. You can't just have all 24 tributes all working together, because then your only threat is yeah. the arena. 
So yeah. you need you need these plot threads there to you know just have you know more conflict and you know more anxiety with the, the stuff going on. Uh, you guys got anything else, or you guys want to move on um, to uh, award season? No, we can do award season. Yeah. Apparently they straight off course, and we're fairly certain they're in guerrilla hands. So why don't you use the regular army? What do you need us for? Because some damn fool accused you of being the best. Can I go first? Who is, oh, okay, Corey. Who is your MVP of Catching Fire? I, I, didn't, I haven't gone first in a while. I'm going to pick Jennifer Lawrence. I thought she took in a, a big step up from the first one to this one. I felt mm. all the moments from the beginning when she uh, is hunting with Gale to the end when she's feeling like when she's yelling at Hamish. You just you're there in the moments with her a little bit more. Let me see. I had something else on here. Um, Katniss obviously has a very very complicated life, and I think she does a good job job um, with displaying that and uh, keeps you effectively where uh, or. Uh, um, I'm sorry. I'm all over the place. She was and able to display Katniss's complicated life so effectively, uh, and where you are in every situation with her, and you feel everything that she is feeling. That's what I wrote down. I'm sorry. I was kind of trying to go off the top of the dome while also trying to read, and so it didn't really work. Zach, can you fix that and post? Thanks. Uh, but no, I thought she did a great job, and I think it was, she was much better than she was in the first one, and I think that was very prevalent in almost every scene that she was in. So she is definitely my MVP of this one. Nice. Cole, go ahead. I definitely will have to say Hamish, just because I love Woody Harrelson. And to see him kind of mastermind this entire movie behind the scenes was really cool. And he has this humor to him, but he also has this very soft side and he can be very serious. And I think it's really interesting to see that played out. Like this is, this is the old grizzled Victor. And he finally has two people who he could, he can lean on who he can like kind of commiserate with. But he is also still a crotchety asshole, which I think Woody plays to a T. And I think it's so good. It would have been fun seeing him in the games. Too bad uh, she picked his name and Peter volunteered his tribute. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will go... You know what? I'll go Elizabeth Banks as, as yeah, Effie Trinket. I really do like Elizabeth Banks uh, in general. Mm-hmm. But uh, in this movie, hey, I, hey, I really enjoyed her. Yeah, they got a nice, they got a lot of cool looks for her. And like I said, that scene where she breaks down was one of my favorite scenes of the movie. But she's just an interesting character in that sense that you know she has to hype up these savage games, you know, and be completely proper about it. But you know, she's got a heart under there too, and it's got to be hard for her also prepping these people for death. Like I was saying with Hamish last week, you know, and this is kind of the first time we're, we're allowed to see it. Uh, so, yeah, Elizabeth Banks as Effie Trinket, MVP for Catching Fire. But, yeah, big, lot, lot, everyone in this movie does a pretty good job. So, moving on oh, to... Oh, sorry. Yeah. Uh, I'll I'll do uh, Jennifer Lawrence as Katniss Everdeen. Sorry, I forgot to say who she played. Uh, uh, I do a shout-out and honorable mention to Philip Seymour Hoffman. I put him as an option on here, too. Mm. I thought he was a really good, like, kind of side character villain that also kind of turned out to be... On the side, I think he does really good moving forward as well. So I just had him as I just wanted to mention him because um, I thought it was really good. And you I think him earlier, so uh, I'm going to give an honorable such. mention to Lenny Kravitz. Oh, we no. didn't really talk about go. him in this one, <laughs> but uh, R.I.P. Senna 
or Cinna, he he dead. He dead, guys. You know, and I remember that being in the first one, and I was shocked when that didn't happen in the first one. I was like, oh, I guess that must be the sequel. I was waiting for Cinna to get his do, ass beat as she's I going do, up there. I do love that scene, though, where he gives her the pen, and he goes, I'm still rooting for you, girl on fire. Yeah, that was pretty nice. It's Corey, you remember, you know, you. you know, the, 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 the TikTok, TikTok girl, you know that woman? Do <laughs> <laughs> you, you know what else you know her in? There's one yeah. other thing I know you know her in. And I'll give you a hint. I saw it's, her. She's I definitely saw her younger in, a... in what you know her in. She's definitely uh, far younger. I'll, I'll even give I you a year. 1994. She's in a movie in 1994. And I'll tell That's you this. Gonna this I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make I'm going to just keep rattling off hints for you. Uh, she is in the very opening scene, and then she's also in the very closing scene of the movie, but she is not in the middle. Uh, Titanic. No, no. I'll give you a hint. She's no. committing a crime as well. Oh, Pulp Fiction. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> she's in something uh, yeah. else. I recognized her from something else that I couldn't think of. I think it was m- more around the time of this. Cole, what What was that movie? She's in, she, she is in the third season of Star Trek Picard, is what it says here as well on Wikipedia. No, no, I haven't seen Picard yet. No, she's in like a movie. She's really odd in the movie, though. Is like it this movie? Character. No, it's... I'll, I'll have to look it up and I'll text you guys about it. Um, yeah. And what, what were we talking about? Review section. Review sections. It says that they insist on outside opinions. What kind of opinions? Well, you're kind not to put too fine a point on it. I mean, let's face it, in your particular field, you're the top minds. Oh, go ahead. I'm going to go... What was it? I'm going to go four and a half out of five. Like we said, oh, this movie ow. was better than the first one. Uh, in my opinion, it, it is. I definitely enjoy it more. I definitely, like you guys said, uh, we get to see Katniss with a love interest, and she's playing both these boys like a fiddle. That being said. I don't know if she's uh, playing them. I don't know. But there's there's these emotional moments that hit a little harder. Just because we know these characters better, we care, we get to care about them a little more because we do. We are introduced to new characters who are also really awesome. And the score is great. Um, I do miss the style Gary Ross used, but Francis Lawrence, he brings his own style, which I think really works. It's very sleek. It has this sort of finish to it where everything kind of gleams off it, but I think it's very, very well utilized for this movie. Ah, uh, yes. Corey, what's your star rating for Catching Fire? I am going to retroactively change my first Hunger Games rating to a 3.8, and I'm going to give mm. this one a 4, um, uh, 4 out of 5. Uh, I thought the acting definitely took a step up. The, t- the story took a step up. The attachment to the characters and the world even was more prevalent in this one than the first one. Uh, it was everything I really liked about the first one while also answering the issues or questions I had about the ending of the first one. Even though this one still sets up a next movie and leaves questions unanswered, I think it does. It stands better as it, on its own. And uh, I, I think it just takes steps up where it needs to and keeps the what, what's working going. And I think that works really well for it. Nice, nice. Yeah, I'm also going to go four out of five. You know, they built the world really well in the last movie and we get just get to exist in this world in this one and just come into it uh, and tell a, tell a story right off the bat and with characters that we're already familiar with. 
it's the beauty of sequels when they're done right and i uh, really yeah i like what they're doing here great ensemble like like we've been saying i like where it ends up for the next movie and it's just a really satisfying experience it's it's not a I don't think it's like a classic movie by any means, but it's just a sequel done really well, done really, uh, Willy, Willy, a sequel done really right. Is it done really white? Will it really was? Um, Willy was. You bastard! All right, it is. (laughs) (laughs) uh, What was I talking about? Four out of five. Good film. Good picture. Moving on to the post-credit scene. You're still here. It's over. Go home. Yep, we're talking about the Mocking Jays next week. Is that is that still the plan, guys? You guys want to just do both Mocking Jays in one we're episode? Doing both. Yeah, uh, we can do that. I'll figure it yeah. out. That'll time up the Songbirds one um, pretty well, I think. Uh, so yeah, we'll uh, we'll be tackling both Mocking Jays in a, a longer episode next week. Uh, let's see. Well, since we last recorded, I went and saw The Killer, the new David Fincher film. That was good. Think you should go see it it's not like classic fincher but in a way it is just stylistically and content wise it's more fincher than like mank was even though i do like mank uh but this is a good movie but i'm not saying you need to rush the theaters to see it it'll eventually be on netflix and it's you know it's probably gonna be a satisfying it's gonna be a satisfying movie regardless i watched specific rim it's on hulu it's a fun movie you just want to you know watch a movie to have fun you know sometimes that's who does nice. that you don't need to you don't need to critique everything like we do here. Uh, sometimes you can just enjoy movies. Hot take. Well, I didn't watch anything between that like right now and our last episode, so I got nothing new to add. There's no good content out there these days. I got nothing for you. Uh, okay, guys, we did it once again. Somehow we stumbled through. Uh, but join us next week. It, they're still all on Peacock, as far as I can tell. Oh, cool. Um, so, yeah. Watch it there. I'll see you guys. See ya. See, see you later. Bye. 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 bye.